run and get into the kick. Dog, you ain't a hundred, this a hundred. Let me demonstrate. If she ain't got brains, then I ain't tryna penetrate. And if you ain't a stand up needy, you could get your dinner ate. I ain't buying all that real shit. Dog, you benefit. Took her on a dinner date. Now we on the interstate. Might be a rookie in the game, but I've been a great. And we about autonomy, dog. We ain't tryna integrate. Man, we ain't tryna integrate. Was broke back then, now the youngest seeing different kick. We don't go off feelings, we just make sure that the business straight. And if you ain't an intellect, then you can't get a penetrate. Local Niji, now I'm getting love all in different states. Got a Niji, if you ain't got scars, then you can't relate. Yeah! That was integrate by my man, Job Bricks. Make sure you go over to www.jobbrickscore.com. And uh, grab that album straight out of the bricks. As you can see, I'm a support homie right here with his autonomy over quality hoodie. Your brother is very talented. And uh, we, we look forward to supporting all our people in the tribe. And uh, welcome back to the Cyber Creed Show. I am your host, J.I. Lee. Uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure you go to otw 2 Dot com so you can be part of a community of melanated content creators. We have our super producer Cindy Ashby in the house who's going to be doing a major giveaway for the winner of our trivia game. She's going to be giving away a free hour via an interview on her show, an exclusive called The Hour. And you're going to basically receive, you know, free publicity, free promotion for your business. So if you want to talk about you will have the opportunity. So we want to thank our super producer, Cindy Ashby, for uh, making sure to go ahead and provide that for us this week. And Cindy, if you mind, I said we can go ahead and hump, run the hump day headlines. Opened up Pandora's box, showed my reflection. Have to hide the truth, they are masters at perception. What you hold is proof, I classify as deception. I'm a master in the booth, my coupe glide like the Jetsons. From the lies, need protection, they devise our aggression. But they never seen me, I defy their recollection. I supply they every second with them powerful interjections. Smoke a towel, but every hour that's sour, it always beckons. I reckon, maybe this too deep. Maybe they still sheep. Maybe they feel this world is real. And they still sleep. I don't give a shit, really. I'm on the real beach. Couple of seals, blue water, and it's real freak. Society, all they ask is trust. I get frequent anxiety whenever they pull up. Want my soul entirely, but never give them such. You guys got the picture. You saw the headlines. Man, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the news, as you know, pretty much there always is. You know. Uh, you see a lot of narratives. You you continue to see a lot of um, agendas being pushed with the jab. However, it seems that the media recently is is trying to take a a bit of a turn. You know, they're always trying to stay on top. But I, I feel like the people has responded. And you know, I heard about um, I was uh, made privy to a march that took place over the weekend in D.C. at the Capitol building. People to protest mandates. Start to see a lot of pushback. You know what? Shout out to the people for just deciding that y'all don't want to take this shit no more. I've been waiting for a whole year for you to finally get with the program, but I'm glad to see that that, that people are starting to unify and not really uh, take this BS no more. And uh, really, uh, but you have to understand this stuff comes in waves. It comes in waves, so you're starting to see a lot of rhetoric about the jab. And, you know, they're trying to disclose certain things. So the main thing you can do, people, is just to 
put your head down and focus on your focus, man. Just, just continue to focus on your family. Make sure you focused on your family, protecting your energy, making sure that you are investing your time in your yourself, your own businesses, your family, and those loved ones, the, the circle of trust. You know what I mean? And make sure you support the people that support you. You know, it shouldn't be a, a one way in, a one way out type of thing. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be a, a just a, a deposit and, and, and no rewards, excuse me, just withdrawals and no deposits. Recirculate that energy back into each other. But uh, that's all I got for the news. Uh, we have time for a quick promo ads. And if you want to go ahead and hit that. Before we hit the next section. Original, y'all GMO, y'all lying. I do this for my Niji, my Niji, my Niji, my Niji. Oh, yeah. My Niji, my Niji, my Niji. I do this for my Niji, my Niji, my Niji, my Niji, my Niji, my Niji, my Niji. I do this for Told them, but they didn't listen. Fuck it, I teach them a lesson. I ain't got time for the stressing. Damn dog, is you kidding me? You know that we Aborigines. I don't give a fuck if you feeling me As long as you watch how you grilling me My knee G's making history Brother some diamonds at Tiffany's She a carbon queen and she feeling me So you know she matching my energy Royal, all of my knees they royal All of my knees they loyal We ain't the same Robin to be legends We ain't trying to be a memory And now you ain't my nigga You my knee G aborigine Every since a young and I've been running Getting to the cake Dog you ain't a hundred that's a hundred, let me demonstrate If she ain't got brains, then I ain't trying to penetrate And if you ain't a stand-up needy, you could get your dinner ate Wow, that's, that's, it's kind of ironic that I received a text from Job ja Bricks as Job ja Bricks' voice is over the airways Peace to Job ja Bricks in the house As you can see, I'm wearing that hoodie, bro See, you wear, rocking that hoodie for you And, uh, but yeah, man, make sure y'all go to that uh, Job ja, ja Bricks store and cop that album, man If you haven't received uh if you haven't copped that man album yet i wonder what you want to do and also while you're at it make sure you go over to www.sovereigncreed.shop a 20 percent promotion all winter long in our next segment we are bringing back our lovely sister pasha Ishell with our free hugs and uh she is our uh designated Ricky uh master here on the show who's going to be constantly encouraging us to make sure we're, you know, protecting our energy and, and uh, putting our, um, our our energy in the right places. You know, uh, she's a wonderful person. Um, she's one of my, my most trusted confidants, and I lean on her uh, for really everything, me and my wife. So without further ado, please give a warm welcome to our sister, Miss Pasha. Peace, bro. Hey, sis. <laughs> How you doing? Man, I'm amazing. You look, look amazing. How you doing? Good. Starting off this week, um, I want to talk about the importance of telling your kids the truth. How important is it to establish that uh, communication early and often and making sure that you never lose the trust of your children? Because let's be honest, you know, sometimes once you lose that, it's extremely difficult to get it back. Um, yes, being transparent with your children, in my opinion, because of course people, of course, are going to govern their homes and how they see fit for their families. But in my home, we are very transparent with our children um, because 
I mean, I would rather them get all of the, the information from me firsthand opposed to what they may find online or what they may communicate about with their friends, which they do. They still, you know, um, their social parts of their lives, you know, they're playing games. Um, and so sometimes a question will come up, hey, mom, what is this or what does that mean? And instead of me saying, hey, that's something you might want to go look up. No, we have a conversation about it. I use everything as a teachable moment, everything. And they're all of my children have always laughed like, here we go. Because I'm always coming with some form of lecture behind something. Um, because, hey, children learn what they live. So um, I feel in my home that it's important for us to be transparent Um there is a situation um, where there's a parent who decided that they weren't going to tell a younger sibling that their older siblings had passed away. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, what happens when that child is constantly asking questions? You know, it's like the old folks used to say, you tell one lie, you have to tell another one and another one and another one. So it's like, why not um, be clear with that child? Um, because maybe you're afraid of the, the trauma it may cause or whatever it is, that, that fear basically is going to create another um, energetic situation for this child to have to deal with because the person is not being truthful with them. So I feel that it's very important. Um, our children are very well aware of what's going on in our world. Um, we are constantly talking to them about these things, updating them on information. And of course, you know, we use discretion with the things that we discuss with them, but they're definitely not to the point where they're just not going to know anything and they have no clue, you know, what's really happening. I, I don't, to me, I think that that is, it's not productive um, simply because it, when I grew up, that was kind of the thing in the community. A lot of the baby boomers and a lot of our elders, they um, would not tell us things and secrecy was a big thing. And so it just continued. And that secret, secrecy is actually, it can be very damaging um, as we start to evolve and working on our healing and going on our path. You know, we are you know, fighting the, the urge to do what we were taught to do because we're like, wait, that just didn't seem right. You know, me not speaking to my children or me telling them, do as I say, not as I do. Um, you know, basically that their opinions don't matter. You know, all of those things that some of us uh, grew up with, I just find that it creates a lot of issues as we, you know, grow. He just gave me a lot to unpack. You spoke about baby boomers, you know, both of my parents are, are uh, baby boomers. And my mother, uh, she really had this don't tell the kids that type of energy. And I feel like she was always trying to protect us, not to, uh, you know, uh, criticize her, but, you know, she did the best she could do. But hindsight is twenty twenty. but I mean, she was, she did more harm than good. You, you want to be transparent and tell your kids what's going on. You know, it's not about explaining yourself, but it's about you're going to get more out of your kids when they understand the whys and the hows as opposed to just the what. You, 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 know, you know what I mean? It's like said, my my way or the highway type of situation. And with everything that's going on in the world currently, 
we can't afford to not transparent with our children because you see all of this, the legislation that they're trying to pass in, in certain uh, states to empower teenagers to defy their parents and go make life altering decisions on their own. Now more than ever, that line of communication is critical. More than ever. So many, I get tired of using the word agenda, but there's so many different factions of people that are coming for our children's school system with the, the lot of the rhetoric that's with the education and the choices that they're uh, trying to uh, impose on our kids. Uh, everything from the, like we said, the health protocol. So it's very critical. So uh, thank you so much for bringing that to fruition. So I want to switch it up and I want to talk about the importance of me time for mom and dad. I know they always talk about mommy, but you know, daddy got to get me time too sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But no, seriously, the importance of, of me time and, and having that opportunity to decompress so you can be you know present for your kids how how important is that could you just elaborate on that um again that is also um on a per household basis <laughs> uh, because in our household our me time is with our babies so <laughs> And, and it's just because of the, the dynamic. And of course, like I know hubby, he like, he'll, you know, he'll ride and listen to music if that's what, but he hasn't done that in a while. <laughs> um, for me, like I really, there were times where I felt like I would have to give me time, but I just, I go in my closet. I just go in my closet. Uh, my, my children are much older. Um, my, my first two, which, you know, bro, are no longer here with us in the physical. Um, they're 15 months apart. And then I have a 15 and a half year old and an 11 year old. So my children are older. Um, and I was younger, of course, when I had um, started having children. Um, and so there would be times where, of course, I would go out or, you know, I would have a babysitter or something like that. But um, my whole life was basically centered around my children. Um, there was a point in time where I feel like I lost myself. Um, and so I'm aware of that now and um, ensuring that I stay, you know, who I am and true to who I am. Of course, I understand like taking that mental break is important. Um, but for, for us, you know, as our children have gotten older, it's like more of this like, hey, you want to come hang out with us? Like, you want to come watch a movie with us? You know, come chill with, you know, because as they get older, they're like, look, we over here talking to our friends and, you know, like y'all got each other. Y'all are good. We're, you know, so um, they're not like just as super clingy, clinky, you know, sometimes my little one, he will do kind of like what others you know, my other ones would do when they were smaller too. You know, they just kind of like want to hang around mommy and even baby girl. But as they get older, they just, they kind of like want to do their own things. Um, and like I said, that's on a per household basis because some parents feel like they may need that time to themselves. They feel like, um, you know, there's so much that's going on in the day that they feel like they may need to decompress. And, you know, 
I find that, you know, those times are also like in the shower, you know, doing a shower meditation because you don't have necessarily always have a little one right there. But I understand I've been there, done that. When you have little ones, like they come in the bathroom with you. Um, but still, even incorporating them in maybe a meditation and teaching them more methods for them to start practicing mindfulness and quiet in their minds, and which, of course, we know they don't really have much to think about as it relates to things that go on every day like the adults do. Um, and they're not going to sit there that long anyway, but it's just still a good practice to start when they're little. Um, and then that way they understand that, yes, me meditating and, and having this time several times a day is very, very important. Um, we make time for the things that we want to do. So, you know, when, when sometimes when people say, well, I just can't do it this way, I just can't do it. If you really, really, really want to do it, then you will find a way. You will, you will make it happen. It might not be the conventional way. And, you know, sometimes people try to do things so textbook and they say, well, I've researched this and this might be a method that I need to use. But honestly, just doing it in flow in the way that that's best suited to you. Um, so some parents are just like us, you know, there's like my me time is with my little ones. Um, some parents say, well, I do need that time where I go out separately. That's just, that's an individual thing. Um, so it's just really working through that. If it's a, you know, two parent household working together to, to communicate with each other on, okay, what are going to be the best times and, you know, what's going to be best for you and what's going to be best for the child um, in order to get this done. Um, so it's just different for everybody. Um, and we have a lot of me time, but you know, my, my, you know, my hubby, he's in the logistics industry. So he jobs and, you know, people can say, oh, well, that's when you're getting your me time because you're just, just, you're just driving. No, he has to be alert. He has to be aware. He has to know, you know, and that in itself is a lot to deal with <laughs> because you're, you're, there's other people involved, you know, there's animals that can, you know, affect that. So um, it's just individual, you know, and, and what's best for each household when it comes to the whole me time thing. Man, I just love talking to you. Because it's just like, you give me so much to use. Thank you so much. Well, um, thank you, first of all, for breaking down the different types of me time. Me time doesn't mean go to the club and leave your kids with a babysitter. Me time is just literally just, like you said, meditate, go for a walk, a quick little workout. There's a lot of different aspects of me time. But there was one thing that you, um, you also addressed uh, about that you shared and said something about um, when you were a younger mom, how you uh, lost yourself. And we definitely see that a lot with young moms. Uh, you see a lot of moms that suffer from like elongated postpartum depression. Uh, you see a lot of people that struggle with the transition and, and not just motherhood, like multiple children and not really feeling that they uh, are fulfilled outside of just being a mom. And I cannot stress enough how important motherhood is as fatherhood, as you know, being a spouse, but we don't want to uh, downplay the importance of motherhood, but we also want to make sure that mothers still uh, get those um, 
things that also bring them flow, those things that are intrinsically motivated, like if you're an artist, being able to create things, you know, if you're a writer, being able to write things, you know, I mean, just being able to have certain hobbies and skills that doesn't necessarily uh, revolve around the children or your spouse. So uh, could you just talk a little bit on how young mothers can kind of not lose themselves. I mean, it's easier said than done, but this is some uh, some. Just give them some something tangible for people that have gone through it or or are currently going through it on just techniques that they can use to just to uh, uh, just not go bad shit crazy and just lose it and just like some people are hurting, man. And you know, there's a lot of people going through of uh, some serious pain. It could be from traumas that uh. From, from childhood, it could be anything. It could be current trauma, old trauma. It affects, like, people are people. I know moms do an excellent job of putting on that main face for the kids and being strong, the mothers they are, because you're remarkable uh, goddesses, and, and we appreciate everything that you do. But there, there are some times, we have some days, man, when, you know, it can, it can get a little rough. So I know I said a lot. Can you just uh, elaborate a little bit more on that? Um, well, yes, I was a young mom. Um, I got married at 18, first baby, 19, second baby, 20. <laughs> so, um, I was in school full time when they were toddlers. I was, um, in school full time plus an additional, uh, four hours, I believe. Uh, so, I get it because, the, you know, in my family, uh, going to college was very important. Um, you know, finding your career was very important. My mother was in the childcare industry, um, so she wanted me to do the exact same thing, which eventually I did. Um, but growing, you know, just I pretty much grew up with my children. Honestly, <laughs> I grew up with my children and uh, my two older boys. Um, and I will say that, you know, as many articles that are out there, as many books that are out there, nothing is the best teacher like experience. And, um, just when I look back on it all, it's, I definitely am like, man, I could have done it this way and that way, but I had no clue. I was just doing the very best that I could. And also I was emulating what I'm seeing my elders do. Um, and there were some things that I was just like, nah, I'm not with that. I'm not going to raise my children in that way. Um, and I would always just strive hard, like not to do that. And, you know, and sometimes I feel like I would do some of those things because that was all I knew. Um, but, you know, everybody is different. And I'm always going to say that because we're so unique and we really can't compare our situation to anyone else's. You know, when I tell people my background and what I went through and I'm a young mom and I've got these two children and their, you know, uh, father, their biological father is incarcerated. You know, like th these things, these um, and you're just out there, you're still considered a baby. You know, even though you've gotten married and you have children, you're still mentally a baby. Um, and so. It's just, there's really nothing sometimes that a person can really just say. Although, as I've gotten older, I realized, hey, a lot of the times, and I use this analogy all the time, a lot of the times the elders were giving us the cliff notes, you know, like the cliff notes to the book. Hey, do it this way. 
And we teach our children, now we want you to be better than us. So a lot of the mistakes that were made, we're looking at it now with these children and we're saying, hey, you might not want to do it that way. And hey, we're not trying to tell you what to do. We're not trying to control you because experience is the best teacher. However, this like look at what our society has become. Um, so it's a little different for me because of my age <laughs> when I was um, growing up with my children because I really was growing up with them. You know, people can say, oh, you've grown and you have those children. Yeah, but where was I mentally? Like what was really going on? And there was definitely some severe mental health there. Lots of it um, because of not having that outlet to speak to someone who um, would have given let me just say better advice, not just the advice about, oh, you might, you shouldn't take out student loans or, you know, you need to go get a job so that you can co collect social security and you get, you know, not that type of stuff. I'm talking about the real life stuff, like teaching children, you know, how, needing to do self-assessments on a daily basis, checking your feelings, like, why am I reacting to this in this way? You know, mental health and really being there. And a lot of us um, didn't have that. I can only just speak for people that I know in my circle. And then there are some people who did have that. Um, so when it comes to trying to balance being a young mom and um, um, or coming out of a career and um, going into a whole different career or the stay-at-home moms who um, there's like a huge community where they're supporting each other because they feel like, hey, no one else understands what I'm going through but another stay-at-home mom. I've been a stay-at-home mom, so I can definitely relate. It's, but I was a young stay-at-home mom at that. So things were definitely different. Um, the circumstances were different. Um, there was a lot of adversity on my end from that. But it was really once I finally understood that I needed to have the will to want to push and to want to, to be better for my children, then my decision-making became different. And I still even struggled with that, even up in, in my thirties, um, you know, having these children and having these conversations with them and then they grow up and you're like, you're thinking, oh, they didn't see that or they didn't know what was going on or whatever. Um, when you become a parent, in my opinion, when you become a parent, like you, that's where that part of uh, losing yourself comes in because it's like, they matter. They matter. I have to make sure that they are okay. I have to make sure that, you know, nothing harms them. You know, they are the ones that matter. So I'm going to have to definitely shift my priorities. And in shifting your priorities, it's still making sure that you have a plan for yourself. If you're one of those people that feels like, hey, I definitely have to have me time. Okay have a plan. You know, I know some people don't really have family members or friends. Sometimes it just depends. It's on the circumstances where, hey, so a cousin or somebody could come and watch the child or watch the children just for that your mommy to go get away or for daddy to go get away because it's not just, they're not just stay-at-home moms. They're stay-at-home dads too. And, you know, and I also think that we don't focus enough on that side of it and we don't focus enough on the, on their perspective either. Um, but it's the, it's the same type of situation. It's um, figuring out whether or not you have that community that can assist you and that can help you um, when you need that time. When the little ones are asleep, you have to utilize that time. I was in school 
a majority of their elementary, junior high life. I mean, I just school, 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 school. And, um, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still in programs. I'm still doing stuff. And I would just have to, like, instead of me, like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to lose my mind. There's not enough hours in the day. I just had to plan better. I, I couldn't do homework with two little toddler boys running around. I couldn't do homework while they were awake. I had to give my time to them. I had to do arts and crafts with them, read them stories, give them their baths, get their stuff ready for the next day. Once they got situated, then that was the time that I had to study, that I had to eat, that I had to do everything. And instead of, I signed up for it because I've always wanted to be a mommy. So I think that it, it didn't matter. I always wanted to be a mommy. My babies were planned, except my, my, <laughs> my little guy, my youngest. But I mean, I've always wanted to be in that role. So I knew what came with that role. I understood it. You know, I understood, I understood it and therefore I had, you know, looked at it a different approach. And I will say, uh, you know, truthfully, my mother owned a daycare center. She owned four. So once my children got a year old, that's when they, I would, you know, if I needed to go do something, I had to go to class. Then I knew that I could take them there. You know, I, I wouldn't wreck, that's just me. I wouldn't do it now. <laughs> But, you know, um, that was what I did. I had that. And if I needed a weekend, I mean, I didn't have a problem with getting a babysitter. Um, and if I couldn't go somewhere that they couldn't go or whatever, I just didn't go. Or, you know, I, it's just priority. Ladies, ladies, ladies. I mean, and gents, too. I don't want to just sing out the ladies. But this woman has a lifetime knowledge and wisdom i mean it's got about 10 seasons of material 10 episodes a season i'm trying to tell you man tap in like you don't get to, to hear these conversations pasha how can um member of our audience uh get in contact with you or pasha uh if you didn't catch the beginning she is our our designated uh certified reiki master doula and homeschooling mom i mean come on I mean, you got so much wisdom and knowledge i mean you heard her testimony i mean she's dealt with the the most i mean just the traumas you wouldn't even believe i mean you know uh children losing children but yes please please uh give everyone your contact information if, if uh someone needs to uh just to talk someone just needs to talk to you how can they get in contact with you I mean, you can simply just email me at PashaEshell at Gmail, um, or you can go to the website and go through the contact form, and we can chat. Thank you so much, Proper Nose Gems. You are awesome. Thank you so much. And I want to segue uh, from that wonderful piece, Free Husband, Pasha Shell. And uh, this week, I didn't forget my books. I brought them downstairs. Um, this is a, a, a wonderful book, if you're, if you're familiar, it's called the, the Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. Uh, if you really want to tap in to uh, manifestations and really just understanding uh, how to control your ego and really uh, understand how powerful your thoughts, your inner thoughts are and how you can manifest those thoughts into reality, I strongly recommend that book. Uh, Cindy, uh, we are going to uh, go on a, a quick 
advertisement. We're going to pause for station identification. You know, I always wanted to say that. We used to hear the, the people on the radio say that when I was young. So, yeah, we're going to pause for station identification. You're listening to Sovereign Creed, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sign up for otwtube.com. Listen to onthewakeupradio.com. We thank you. All right, moving along. In our next segment, we have the Healing Code with Dr. Palan. He is our uh, naturopathic doctor. Holistic healer, uh, yoga, metaphysical yoga instructor. I mean, this man is amazing. This is infinite. Doctor Pilon, how you doing today, God? Blessed man, you know. Sticking to the script. Oh, I see you got on that, that functional possibility hoodie. I see you. I see you. Uh, shout out to uh, Latina boy. She uh she won the uh the trivia game last week, and uh, I believe she just told me that she. Received her hoodie in the mail. That's looking real good. The functional possibility. It feels good. You know too. Could you break that down? What that means? The functional possibility. Dr. Ali Muhammad. He um he what he told us is is that most people are um, operating dysfunctional. You know, we always have a polarity. You either got hot, cold, right, left. You know that type of thing. So you can either be positive or negative throughout your day. So. Um, Dr. Ali Muhammad says, you know, most people are operating dysfunctionally, you know, so I wanted a reminder to let myself know to be functional, be positive, um, you know, look on the bright side of things, you know, so I wanted this reminder, uh, the function, the functional possibility, you know, whatever comes up in my, my cardiology today, I'll make sure I'm the functional aspect of it, you know, versus the negative. Man, that's a that's a mean looking hoodie there, man. I mean, you know, you got a dope designer, you know what I'm saying? Man, I, I appreciate you uh, making this joint for me, man. I, I hope people, oh, man. Uh, I, I hope most of the nationals go get one of these because it was that's what I was thinking when I when I wanted to have it on um, for nationals to be focused on, you know, just being functional, you know. I really appreciate that, man. Coming for that's 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 an honor. Uh, you know, we really try to strive to make all of our uh, apparel pretty much essentially like a walking billboard. Like where yeah. our, if it doesn't start conversations, then, then we're doing it wrong. That's, that was the whole purpose and design. Yeah. Enough, enough about us. I want to talk about you. And, you know, normally I have, you know, some talking points that I want to get into, but you know what? We're going to switch it up. We're going to start. What's on your mind? We can address that first. I don't want to address that last. I want to address the first. So what you got going on? How was your week? You see, see, see any things uh, strange happening at, at your clinic over in Portland, Oregon this week? Um, no, man. I think I've had a pretty, pretty good week that I can remember. You know, nothing weird popped up, you know. So, you know, yeah, man, it's been pretty cool maintaining. Um Couple couple clients done fell off with their diet, so you know I'm just trying to get them back into the functional aspect. But all in all, okay, yeah. let's let's touch on yeah. that. So so how do you, as doing what you do as a naturopathic doctor, someone that's a holistic healer, when you have people that 
have are coming to you uh, for uh, medical advice, holistic, you know, holistic medical advice, and you give them a program, they're following the program, they see results, and then all of a sudden they start to uh, get that little bit of that instant gratification and feel like they've already made it. And then they start to fall off and they start to go away from the routines that got them in optimum health and they start to lag and start cheating more often and, you know, indulging themselves in the very things that brought them to you in the first place. So how do you, uh, how do you handle that? Um, for the most part, um, I, w- I would say that my, my strategy is to just be patient. Um, a couple months back, I was on a, uh, on a phenomenal track. I had a lady that came to me with, um, stage three cancer. Um, and it took me about two months to reverse it to stage one cancer. Um, soon as she found out it was stage one cancer, she um, decided to go on vacation to Mexico and um, go see her boyfriend down there, party and celebrate. Um, long story short, she came back, did whatever she wanted to do, still was stuck with her um, bad habits she, she uh, adopted when she went to Mexico went back and got retested and she was back to stage three cancer again. So um, I talked to her again last night on the phone. Um, She's having other problems. Um, You know, just the toxins are trying to get out of her body and I'm just letting her know, you know, now we're playing catch up, you know, I mean, you slipped up. We already know that. So we've been trying to get it back on track. But the point is, man, there's nothing I could do but be patient because she already know um, what we did before it worked. She was at stage one cancer. So now that she's back at three, she's in more stress mode. She stresses probably she's in between one and 10. She's probably at an eight or nine every day. Um, So I keep her on her breathing. I keep her on her yoga. Um, I keep her doing that stuff. But the point is she knows she slipped up. So mentally she's beating herself down. So she's trying to do everything she can to get herself back. But, I can do nothing but be patient, um, keep giving her the pathway to wellness. I can only remind her, no, page this or page that. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. Um, I don't beat her up. Um, every one of my clients, I'm always checking in with them, whether it's a Zoom um, or a phone call. I'm always in contact with them. Um, I never leave anybody hanging. I do have quite a bit of uh, clients, but... I try to remain friends, sort of speak with people. I try to build uh, with people. I don't like people to feel like they're alone um, in their journey. So, you know, when my when my you know my my list of, of people aren't too long, I'll check in with people, send them a text, you know, to just let them know I'm here to support them. You know, even if they fall, I'm still here to support you um, the best way I can. But I can't do anything for you guys. You guys have to put in the work. Um, You have to want to heal more than I want you to heal because I can't want you to heal more than you. It won't work. You know, they have to want to heal. So she's playing catch up. Yes, it's stressing her out. But, hey, you know, it's cause and effect. You know, we get what, you know, what we do. You know, we, we always get the effect of our actions, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, you see, this is the difference between a, a Western world medical physician, I don't really like to call them doctors and call them physicians. And this 
holistic healer, naturopathic doctor. You see, as I listen to you, you sound more like a personal trainer than than like <laughs> a doctor's agency people are every couple of weeks, you know, prescribing some medication, bring them in for a follow-up, you know, and but the, the the problem is the whatever they're coming to see them for, it never really goes away. They just show them how to live with it. And they just continue to swipe that insurance card and continue to, you know, service with a smile and they just keep let them go on their way to get their little pen and and, and prescribe them. And it's like, here, I'm hearing you. You're talking about meditation. You're talking about yoga. You're talking about, you know, just checking in for their, their mental and their physical. And like, you're, you're really along with them for the entire journey. It's absolutely imperative to me. It's just something in me that makes me in. And to top it off, man, to give you even a more powerful thing about people that come to me to uh, allow me to help them guide them out of sickness. The most powerful thing I do for them is tell them to document um, everything every day, how you feel, what you're going through, what you ate today. I tell them to document. Why? Because I tell them, write a book. All this information that you're writing and journaling is a book. By the time you're done healing, you know the pathway to wellness. Somebody needs to see your journey. So I always tell people to make sure you're journaling so you can teach somebody how to heal. I shouldn't have to teach somebody how to get over um, herpes or cancer after I didn't, uh, showed you the way. You should be journaling the whole time, writing everything down so you got a book finished by the time your healing journey is over with, with your program, four months, three months. Um, you got a journal that you can sell as a book. So not only... Um, Am I helping and, and, and uh, motivating them to stay focused? I'm also inspiring them to be their first book writer. You see, now that's what I call empowerment. You're not just, you know, uh, accepting the money for, for them to, uh, for you to counsel uh, and, and offer your, your advice. You are actually empowering them to the point where once they've reached their destination, which is, optimum health, they no longer need you. At least as far as you, they, they, they can still lean on you for advice, but they don't necessarily, they're not uh, dependent on you. And to me, that is the, the true testament of someone who gets it. Because it's, you got a lot of people, they just want to repeat customers. They just want to, you know, give them just enough to get them on a comeback, like a drug dealer, like the dope boy, you know, dope boy Fred, you know, keep coming, keep on the comeback, keep coming back. You, you, you like people to, to come back, you know, but, but you want them to come back with referrals after you've helped them uh, alleviate those chronic conditions. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we create um, liberated people. Um, I had a brother tell me something very powerful that I never thought about, but um, I think I mentioned it last week. But the brother told me, he's like, bro, every time you um, deal with somebody, you 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 make them teachers. You don't just teach them and, and make them a servant or nothing. You make them teachers to where they go out and they start teaching. And that was powerful to me because I never thought about that. Um, but what I attributed to is Dr. Ali Muhammad. I make no mistakes about it. He raised me uh, the information that Dr. Ali brought forth. It raised me from the dead. 
I was just, I've never made any qualms. I don't hide about it. I don't do any of that type of stuff. I was a street dude my whole life, man. So the information that Dr. Ali gave me um, that helped me resurrect from the dead. I feel like I was dead. Um, the information he provided with uh, provided me with, it raised me from the dead. That's the, just the way I look at it. Um, and because it's, it has liberated me from certain type of things, every time I'm talking and speaking to people, I'm trying to liberate them. I'm not trying to make a servant. I'm not trying to make a slave. I don't want anybody. Yes, I want people around me, but no, I don't want people dependent on me. What I teach you, you go write your book and then you um, just, you know, do whatever you got to do. Just uh, shop me out in the book or, you know, so we can keep on moving forth. Everybody's liberated. I don't need a slave. I need you to be empowered so you can empower the next person and, you know, so on and so forth. I believe that Dr. Ali Muhammad did all this stuff that he did um, to liberate us, not to make people servants and slaves of us. So um, I feel like what he taught me, it gave me that naturally. I don't do it on purpose because, like I said, the brother told me that and it, it kind of caught me off guard. He's like, man, you make teachers. And I'm like, well, um, I feel like that's what Dr. Ali Muhammad, uh, that's what he was trying to do when he wrote, uh, when I was introduced to the information. So I feel like it's my duty to help other people uh, be liberated, you know, every in every way, shape, form, or fashion, you know? Yes, it, it kind of reminds me, you know, I come from a coaching background. Uh, it kind of reminds me of those those coaches who are not just coaches. I mean, like, like Tony Dungy, he coaches coaches, like these guys with these lineages, these coaching lineages. The Bill Walsh's back in the day coached the coaches, and then you see them go on to have success, and they create their own lineages. So that's that's right. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, I want to uh, I want to move along to uh, um, a few months ago. I got uh, well, not a few months. It's almost a year now. Not quite a year. I say mm, I'll say about ten months. I was first introduced to dandelion. And so I've been drinking dandelion root tea. And when I tell you, that the, it's so the healing properties and the power of, of enhance. Can you just talk to people who may not be familiar with dandelion root, how important it is and why they should uh, incorporate that into their daily regimen? Yeah. Um, I have, I have quite a bit of experience with dandelion. Um, and dandelion root. Um, we got a couple mixtures that we put dandelion in to um, help lower high blood pressure, um, to help lower cholesterol. Um, you know, it has a lot of antib antibiotics in it. Um, but it will, you know, to not to get deep with it, because I don't want to get, you know, too deep with it. Um, it depends on the environment as well, like the environment where it's grown. Um, out here in Portland, Oregon, I'm getting a excellent uh, quality of, of dandelion root um, and dandelion um, leaf. Um, to be specific, um, the dandelion is helping um, helping the high blood pressure people get uh, wean themselves off of their pills and medication. Um, and then, I mean, I have more experience with the dandelion leaf than the root, but I do use the root with all my high blood pressure um, uh, clients, and it seems to be working pretty good. Um, I haven't recently helped anybody get off their high blood pressure because, like we mentioned earlier, some people just, you know, they just fall off. 
you know, um, and it's just, you know, it's sad, but Hey man, I don't, I don't force people to heal and I don't, you know, I don't bug people. Um, but with the dandelion leaf as well, um, that was the key component in helping the, the woman with stage three uh, cancer help it reverse. That was the primary substance that helped her uh, reverse her cancer along with a soup we made uh, with more plant minerals in it. But um, dandelion is definitely a, a, a go-to um, for iron as well. Um, yeah, but the root, I, I, I don't have a lot of uh, information about the root, but I do use it for the high blood pressure to help wean them off their pills and medication. Uh, that was a lot. That's, that's awesome. Um, like, what are some basic things that every household, just this basic things, like that we can incorporate in our food that have uh, healing uh, powers? that uh, every family, millennial Aboriginal family should have in their kitchen? I would um, I would definitely say in the pantry or in your herb cabinet, um, you definitely want um, some black seed oil. Um, that's excellent for indigenous people. Um, you definitely absolutely want, well, before I said olive leaf, um, or before I said black seed, um, I should have said olive leaf extract. That's the first one, most primary one you want to have because um, it's similar to dandelion. Uh, what I didn't mention was the dandelion is an indigenous plant. Um, and I'll go backwards uh, on to the dandelion. Um, the reason why I respect um, dandelion because um, it's a powerful um, it's a powerful plant. Um, and when we say indigenous, we just mean it's one of the oldest plants. Um, but I respect dandelion because they're fighters, man. I mean, sometimes you can see dandelions growing through concrete. I'm like, come on, man. Are y'all crazy? Like, dandelions grow anywhere, man. So they savages. So I respect them just because you you they pop up everywhere, which telling you that they're they're strong plants. Um, their immune um, immune system is powerful, you know, because they I mean, hell, you y'all uh, blowing up through concrete and all kind of crazy stuff, man. So I really respect dandelion because they're powerful. Um, but, you know, along with the antioxidants and all that type of stuff, um, they're very powerful. Um, so I would say first, the olive leaf extract, you definitely want to have that in the cabinet. Um, second, I would say black seed oil. Um, and then I would say absolutely have some dandelion root. You definitely want a vitamin D3 or a hormone D3 supplement liquid form. Um, yeah, you definitely want a vitamin D3, uh, depending on what area you live in. Uh, like me, I'm in Portland, Oregon, so I definitely need it. Um, but for people like in California, you probably wouldn't need it as much as I would. Um, but people in New York definitely need it. Um, people in uh, up north, South Dakota, stuff like that, they need to... Um, you know, vitamin D3. Um, what else? I would definitely have, you know, some baking soda, activated charcoal, um, handy, you know, for brushing teeth, but brushing gums, uh, things of that nature. Uh, what else? As far as fruits, um, I would keep blackberry, raspberries frozen um, for smoothies, coconut water, you know, for smoothies. Um, what else could you get 
and just have salad, man. Have dandelion salad um, and arugula, you know, for salad, you know, and just keep, you know, just organic food around you. Whatever the food is, just make sure it's organic so you're dealing with the least amount of pesticide, you know. Oh, and one more thing. Probably probably up in, in between number one and number three, you probably, you definitely want to have, for good brain health, you want to make sure you have some copper-based chlorophyll just to throw in your water, you know, just so you can sip on, you know, get your little bit of magnesium out of that. But that plant melanin is pure brain food. So you definitely want to keep um, some chlorophyll around. Um, always throw a little bit of lemon juice with some chlorophyll in my water and sip on that throughout the day. Today, it just so happens to be uh, turmeric juice with ginger and alkaline water. But there, yeah, I would say them are some of the main things, uh, unless you want uh, something else. Is there any, uh, any other things that you'd like to uh, um, discuss with this particular particular? Before we move on to the power, uh, I would leave. I would leave everybody with this. I would tell y'all, um, just don't be um, unaware. Um, and what I mean by don't be unaware is you have to protect your brain. Um, and why I say you have to protect your brain, because um, I was Googling some stuff earlier for my book. Um, I'm, I'm explaining some stuff in my book. And I came across like uh, Coca-Cola. They spend, um, they spend $14 billion on research and marketing uh, for their products. And then um, I can't remember right offhand, uh, food. Fast food companies spent $16 billion um, last year on research and marketing. So the war is for your brain. It's like they say, steal the mind, the body will follow. So there's a war for your attention. They want your brain. So if you're not protecting your brain, one of these billboards, one of these commercials is going to direct your thoughts. So you have to protect your brain, man. You got to focus on because um, these advertisements will get you. So you got to focus on not only just protecting your mind from this stuff by uh, demonstrating that you're protecting your mind by keeping a bag of grapes with you or in the car or keeping some Brazil nuts or something in a car, something that will kill um, that desire to pull over um, and eat some fast food. Because one of those fast foods, one of the smells is going to uh, get to you. You're going to smell it and want to pull over. Um, or you're going to, you know, pass something that's going to look good and it's going to cause you to make a bad decision. Um, and you don't want to make, you know, you don't want to pull over um, and buy no fast food, you know, and cause your body harm. Because most people pull over uh, based on a lie. You pull over because you tell yourself you're going to starve to death. Nobody on planet Earth is going to starve to death unless you're eating for you haven't had no food for 40 damn days. You're not going to starve to death because you ain't ate in 30 minutes. So we don't want to pull over for lies. So keep something you can snack on in your car. Um, oranges, grapes, peanuts, something, not peanuts, but Brazil nuts. Something that will eliminate the fear um, so you don't fall into these billion-dollar companies and marketing schemes um, that they plotted and they're attacking you and your kids. Um, and it's specific, specifically, the article said their target is um, is 
pretty much it said colored people and the poor people are their target um, for their marketing. You, United States Center for Disease Control and Prevention, furthermore, food companies target children, teens, and communities of color with marketing for their least healthy products. Ain't that scandalous? John, John Brick said you were a beast. Yes, you are. Yes, you are, Doc. But um, yeah, no, it's not surprising at all. It's the art of social engineering. Right. Uh, period. These uh, scientists, if you if you actually want to call them that, these these people, they uh, these manufacturing companies, they uh, allocate billions of dollars, and I think you said talk about R and D earlier. They, they they research and development. I mean, they are constantly new ways to. Uh, sway uh disenfranchised communities you know uh and we get indoctrinated like there's no coincidence that when you go to a supermarket in the hood if you will and you go straight to the produce section look at the produce section and you look at the options that you have as far as organic options and even and not even just the organic options you just look at like just the different types of vegetables that are in that produce section. Then let's walk over down the aisle or a couple aisles over and let's just go to the meat section. Let's see the, the quality choices that you have at there, your disposable. And then let's take a look at the strategy that they use for the packaging or for the, uh, the pricing and the sales. They're gonna direct you to the cheap, low nutritional option always. And so when, when you're targeting these communities who are just literally trying to make ends meet, and so you're coming in here, you're trying to feed one, two, maybe possibly or more kids. And, you know, yes, you would love to, you know, pick healthier options, but you're going to be directed to this thing that's on sale, smacking you in the face. And, and we need education, uh, but, but not education from these people. We need education from ourselves and we need food empowerment. We need to empower our communities. And uh, obviously, the, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about on this show about the importance of growing your own produce for everybody that have that option. Uh, but for people that do, it's extremely imperative that we make sure that we are stockpiling on heirloom seeds and things of that nature and just making sure we have certain things at our disposal. Because you can see what's going on with the food shortage, which is, you know, also manipulated because, you know, you, you go in the supermarket and you, you see everything pushed up to the front with like three three options and then everything else is pushed back. It's just crazy, man. But yeah, to, just to, to touch on those things, they absolutely target our communities. That's a, that's an absolute fact. Yeah, that was my first time seeing it on liter uh, literature by them. Oh, oh yeah. Well... It depends on the publications. I know you said you use Google. I'm gonna have to gonna have to get you more effective search engines because I guarantee you that Google is suppressing your searches. They're not allowing you to see the uh, the case studies and peer right. reviews that, that someone of your nature, what, what your expertise would appreciate more. You're gonna get the 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 fact checked right. source. So, you know, I'm, I was, I'm just glad that you was able to find that article, but I, I can send you some yeah. stuff. I'll find some stuff and, and see. I got some PDFs on, on my files that, that will blow your mind. And I would be honest with you, I know I talked about it, the book that I recommended, which was Estro, actually, no, that was a couple of weeks ago, but Estro Generation by Dr. Anthony G. 
J-A-Y, Dr. Anthony G.J. Estro Generations goes into great detail on phytoestrogens. Like in the, like, now we don't, our community, we don't fool with milk, but man, when you find out that these people are milking pregnant cows, testosterone is, is down at an all time high over the course of the last 50 years. But, you know, we can get into, there's so much we can get into. So, but Doc, I appreciate that. That was an excellent segment as always. Uh, can you please, uh, for our audience who might not be familiar with you or, or don't know how to get in contact with you, particularly for our people listening in on Clubhouse, your information at the bottom of the screen. But how can we, how can we uh, if someone wanted to schedule a consultation, how could they do so? Um, they can go to my website, healingcode.solutions. It's down there on the bottom. Um, it's healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G, C-O-D-E dot solutions. Uh, that's solutions with an S. Um, you can go in there, click a consultation or um, leave an email or you could, you know, call my cell phone number that's on there um, and get in contact with me, man. And we can talk it through, see what you need, um, see how I can help you. Um, also, if anybody, um, you know, has any loose cash and they want to help donate um, to Healing Code to help us continue our work right now, um, I've been buying lab equipment. Um being able to got a couple pieces over there, being able to test water, um, being able to test, I forget what the other one is called, called verify. It tests test water and a few things. But um, yeah, I got a donate button on there. If anybody wants to donate anything, um, somebody just donated. I was able to buy a juicer. So now I can hire somebody um, to start juicing for my cancer clients, diabetes clients. So you know, in order for me to continue um, helping the community, I got to hire help, people that want to help. Um, so now I got a juicer on the way um, that people donated, and I went ahead and bought that. So I'll be able to hire this brother next week. We could get started on that. And, um, yeah, man, you know, just contact me at Hill & Co. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Drop that, drop, drop that cash app, man. This man is, when I tell you, this man is doing some major things in his community and, and one, one thing I can tell you about this gentleman that <clears throat> he is not a healer because of commerce. Like he, this is what he does. That that's where he gets his reward. The, the, the payment, the transaction is just the cherry on top. I, we, we super appreciate you. And we need more Dr. Pallad. So thank you again, Dr. Pallad. I'm going to see you here in a couple of minutes. Uh, well, couple minutes in a couple of seconds before we uh segue over to the power out thank you appreciate it appreciate you and as we uh talk about uh books i know i, I, I spoke about the estro generation by dr anthony gj i i'd be remiss if i didn't uh discuss this particular book the invisible rainbow and it basically gives you a timeline throughout history uh as electricity and a lot of different uh, forms of technology. As we advance in technology, we also see a correlation into uh, health becoming at risk and things of those nature. And I know that I don't have the meme available, but I know that there was a, a meme that I saw about two years ago and it just basically talked about uh, every year that we saw like a radio wave 
uh, implemented. We also saw, uh, I guess, an epidemic as it relates to health. And, you know, I, I want to get away from saying certain things so I don't get censored or taken down. But as it relates to EMF radiation, I'll say that, in radio waves, electromagnetic fields, they have a major effect on suppressing our immune system. And it's not a coincidence that, you know, everybody's got Wi-Fi in the air everywhere. So we need to be cognizant of those things. But definitely uh, take a look at that. Take a look at that book. I strongly recommend it. It'll blow your mind. But yeah, we're going to um, go ahead and uh, move along. And uh, we're going to run a quick ad. And then we're going to come back with the powwow with my brother. And see you in a second. Only two currents in life. One is towards expansion of awareness. The other is sinking into sleep and unawareness. Most people don't even realize we're being controlled and manipulated. Corporations are deciding what we put in our body. They're controlling our behavior, the way we think, how we feel about ourselves. Why do yoga? Because it frees the mind from weakness, fatigue, physical sluggishness, resistance. And we're back. Elgin Todd of Access Funding is not going to be available with us this week, but we will uh, have him back next week. But uh, while he's away, the rest of us will, will hold it down. So um, just to recap for people just joining us, uh, Pasha, you know, really uh, talked about uh, the importance of, um, you know, parents finding that balance, you know, between, um, you know, you don't neglect those children. And she also really went into detail about the importance of uh, communication and telling your kids the truth and not falling into those old baby boomer habits of keeping secrets and really appreciated those gems that she dropped out the line, just gave us some game on the dandelion root and all the remedies that have in the house. So we've kind of touched those areas. Um, so it's kind of like the narrative. It's kind of being switched around a little bit. You know, these, these, these uh, powers that be aren't getting the, the numbers and they aren't getting the results that they want. You know, I feel like, for the first time in maybe a quite a long time, I'm really feeling encouraged by the pushback, you know, because I know one thing I will say is I know for a fact that there is more pushback than what they would like to admit. You know, that's why they suppress information. They don't like to really report what's really happening behind the scenes. Like, for instance, the, the VAERS. Uh, they don't like to report those numbers. There's really no discretion when it comes to that because they don't really, they're not really uh, moving with integrity, but I mean, that's the media for you. But have you noticed in, you know, I mean, in Atlanta and Portland, I mean, I'm starting to see, uh, you know, I'm in Texas, so we already have, you know, although, you know, we still have a lot of people that are, uh, you know, volunteering to uh, co-signing, trying to be choosy with my words. Uh, I'm really starting to feel encouraged that, People have seen the light. I mean, what do you guys think? 
I don't know. I haven't. Anybody. Excuse me. I haven't seen um, that many clients in my office recently um, with uh, um, with the jab. Um, I ha- I did like last week and the week before. Um, I did have a lot of people catching COVID, you know, so I was dropping all juice and stuff. But I haven't encountered, you know, too many people uh, with the jab uh, recently. So that's been, you know, that's been a good thing. Um, but um, the backlash, I would like to hear, like I said, I don't I don't be following the, the, the trends and stuff. So, I mean, I would definitely like. Well, to no, no. I just, yeah, yeah. So the, basically I was, um, yeah. So they had a, um, a march. I believe it was like 20,000 plus people that had a march in you know, Washington, D.C. over the weekend just to push back on the mandates. Uh, I know uh, New York City just that they uh, I believe their attorney general or is the judge, uh, Supreme Court, judge, I have to go back and look, but done away with the uh, the mass mandates uh, for the state of New York. So that's that's a major uh, turn yeah. of events. But, but you just start, you're really starting to see, because um, people are really, I mean, come on, people are getting sick and tired of the, of the BS. And in their car, they're starting to really realize that the media is full of shit. These politicians are full of shit. You know, right. uh, and, you know, a lot of this stuff is just clickbait, man. You know, all this stuff with Biden. I don't get caught up in all that dumb stuff. I knew who that guy was before these people thought that they were electing the lesser of two evils, which is, which is hilarious to me because this guy is a lifer, lifelong politician who's done more damage than Donald Trump could ever do with his mouth or his Twitter fingers, but that's just me. But I mean, but even with Biden's mouth, I mean, he's got 40 years of clips. More than that, no, 50. The man's been, he's been a politician since 1970, 1969, he was, Strom Thurmond's protege. So for the old who you know he was the Dixiecrat that indoctrinated this Dixiecrat. You know what I mean? So it's just like this. It just boggles my mind. And I, what I think is, a lot of people got lost in the sauce during the Biden administration because, and it's very strategic how the media, social media works. Is whenever you saw creepy Joe, he wasn't creepy Joe under the Biden administration. He was Uncle Joe and he was kiss babies and he was smiling and, and laughing and, and him and old Barry was kiki teeing it up. You know what I mean? I didn't know about those clips about, you know, um, you know, the the lost in the peril and their predator, Madam President, we have predators on our street. It doesn't matter if, you know, it, it wouldn't Y'all seen the video, man. I got it on my phone. I, I got into a lot of trouble a couple years ago, election year 2020, when I posted that to my Instagram. I had someone have the audacity to tell me that I was confusing the people. I was confusing the people. We got to get Trump out, man. You're going to confuse everybody. See, it's stuff like this. You guys you guys make me sick with your platform. It's irresponsible. He, he was saying this shit to me. I was like, dude. And then at that point, that's what I was just doing. I was on my Malcolm X rants, was literally posting Malcolm X uh, sit-ins at college campuses from like 62, 63, when he was saying the same shit in 62, 63, that we talking about 60 years, the same stuff talking about these, these the, the wolf and the fox and the, you know, the, the liberals you know, and, and these these fake leaders that they continue to to push in front of us and 
If you haven't read it, I'm sure that most people have read the autobiography of Malcolm X. Y'all just gonna have to get used to book recommendations. This is what I do. But there's a uh, there's a book called Malcolm X Speaks. It has all of his speeches, entire transcript. I have that upstairs. I can bring that down one day. But go research the ballot or the bullet. The ballot or the bullet. That's that's a, that's what that's a very pivotal speech that he had just addressing uh, the election year of getting ready for, believe it was for 1964. <laughs> we, we, we get duped, man. We get we get sucked. I get passionate about this stuff, as you can see. But we Absolutely. get into these racial racial identity politics. They like to dangle the carrot in front of us and get us proud uh, in the gym, working out on the treadmill, doing my sprints. And I saw that they uh, were flashing the George Floyd case. Time to start the war. You know what I'm saying? It's like they just got to – it's all a beta test, man. They're just seeing how we respond to the stimuli. And so when people aren't re responding to the stimuli, now they got to usher in the new wave, and it's the next wave. They got them all on deck. They're just ready to release them. They're just ready to release them. You know, they got, they got 10 variants ready to go right now. Absolutely. They got them right now. So soon, so they, 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 they the Delta and the, the oh, well, you know, my bad city. The OV, what was the DV, then the OV, then the Super B, then they gonna have another B and another B to the Megatron V or the Optimus Prime V, the Voltron V. You know what I'm saying? It's just gonna keep. <laughs> and, and who are they gonna push it to first? Us, you, 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 and you, all y'all. Because all of this stuff is about us. All of it. It's about the indigenous Aboriginal people of the world. They need to get rid of you, Nijis. You are a problem. That's why every time they talk about cases going up, new variant, they're always talking about, we got to make sure that we get more support to these impoverished, disenfranchised communities, these black and Latino. Where they say, they try to throw the black and the Latino. They really just mean black. Black, black communities, da, 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 da. Oh, Africa, oh, we got to go over there. Oh, we, they need our help. Haiti, oh, we got to go. Brazil, oh, we got to go take care of that. It's all part of the playbook you know it's all the kissinger report henry kissinger in 1974 told you what it was i mean the georgia guys knows what it is it's depopulation all of this stuff is about one thing and one thing only and it's about sterilization that's the key right sterilization. there sterilization that's so a lot of these people and and you know I was having a conversation with someone recently, but you know, that's why a lot of these movies is predictive program. You know, I come from the entertainment world. You know, we had the 2000, what, 10 to 2020 was all about what? You know, Marvel. You know, we had the, the end game and all of that stuff. And, and you know, in, in the Infinity War, the people were just wiped out. You know what I mean? It's just gone. And think about this like, we're going to real life kind of situation. You know, it's going to take candles to lick his, his thumb, the jab is already doing it because one out of five people, maybe really, I hate to say it, maybe more than that, probably like two out of five people 
aren't going to be here five years from now due to the effects of what's taken the last two years. Do you think um, Regina King's son has something to do with maybe the jab? Do you think that's a – I saw that on Instagram, and I was kind of wondering, you know, possibly why would he, you know, commit suicide? I, I honestly don't know. Um, I saw the headline. I didn't click it, I'll be honest, just so I don't go down another rabbit hole. <laughs> I <probably laughs> know what I'm talking about. When it comes down to the entertainment industry and mysterious, tragic right. deaths of people, the, the kin of A-listers, you know, like the Jennifer Hudson's and all of that type of stuff, I, I just try to stay away from that because it's like once you go down that road, it's just like – I, I honestly don't know, and I honestly just don't even get caught up anymore about that because it's just it's so much. It's just, I mean, even like last summer when you had the uh, Naya Rivera girl uh, who used to be on the, the – the, uh, she was – I think it was like 4th of July. She was found mysteriously. Uh, she had drowned, and her son was rescued in some boat. Just disappeared. It's just crazy weird stuff, man. When you, when you, I got out of that world and I have no intentions of going back. And if I do uh, create strictly independently, but you know, I didn't join a frat in college. I'm not really big on those kind of social circles. So the fact that I stayed in there as long as I did was, was I was a struggling actor too. So I wasn't like I was you know, working, if you will, like that. But, but no, but to answer to your question, I have no idea. I saw, stuff pop up on my timeline uh, so i have i honestly have yeah i was just curious i don't want to speculate you know i, I didn't yeah that's that's why i didn't yeah I, out of, I, yeah yeah just out of respect for regina king well, i have a lot of tremendous respect for her just her work Absolutely. in general yeah. i just i just don't i'm not i don't want to i don't want to speculate um oh yeah smallpox blankets you remember giving to indigenous and you got that right uh they sent in free tickets of course they they, they the numbers is down. They, they, they're, they're sending out, oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. This is what I forgot to talk about. You saw in my montage, what is the government doing now? We already heard about the test kits that they're sending out, free test kits to everybody to impoverished communities. Spent infinite dollars, and they're bringing the N95s back. Oh, uh, yeah, I heard about that. You know, the, the N95 mask, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you all right now. If that box is delivered to your house, throw it in the trash. Do not put that on your face. Don't do it. If you got to wear a mask because you got to go to like an airplane or airport or something like that, go get something made of cloth, but leave those alone. If Listen, if they give it to you for free, it probably ain't good for you. That's all I'm going to say. It's, 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 it's probably not what you want. And you know what's crazy? True story. So when I was in L.A., uh, when all this stuff started, you know, Sharif just had my son, Joey, uh, January of 2020. We were living in Koreatown at the time. And this is before uh, the, the lockdown actually started. You know, you was hearing about things on in uh in, in Asia. And like I said, we were living in a Koreatown. So there was a report that uh, the first case of the virus, I can say virus, uh, 
as long as I don't put the C in front of it, right? It's in, right? Okay. Was in Koreatown where we were at, and so now I'm a I'm a I'm a young new father. You know, uh, I don't know what's going on. I gotta go to the supermarket, right? And my wife will tell you I it was windy old for even for LA. So I had all my I had my little uh, marine fatigues. I had some combat boots. I had uh, had recently worked a uh, side gig with Tap uh, for Humanity. So I had a bunch of N95 masks that eventually were sold out because everybody bought them out in the beginning of the lockdown. So I had an N95 mask. I have a, and I, this is February. So no one told me to wear a mask. I did not know what was out there. I got gloves. So this is February of 2020, pre-lockdown, early February, maybe early, maybe mid-February. And so I'm, this is how I'm going to the store. People are looking at me crazy crazy right and so once i started doing more research and it started more reports you started hearing about what was going on in new york you had a lot of whistleblower doctors that were uh starting to talk about the correlation between the, the symptoms and that it wasn't pneumonia and it was like something else and you know people were being placed on ventilators etc cetera, etc cetera. so i made an informed decision that i wasn't wearing that crap and so I wore it on my own. No one told me that, but as soon as they implemented the mask mandate, so they implemented the mask mandate the first week of May in California, and they sent like a, like a million masks over. And then within days, the California mask mandate was in place. Like, I don't know how this stuff, people just don't scratch their head. So you... Publicly on record, an article in, in major publications that he sent this money to China, masks come back, and now there's a mask mandate. Right? Just follow the money. But I'm saying all this to say is no one told me to do it. I follow my instincts, and I did what I thought was going to protect my. Once I had more information, once I did the research and I realized that this little thing I put wasn't doing wasn't doing nothing for me, I took it off. And then when I started learning with suppressing my immune system, I took it off even more. And I don't want to get into a mass conversation, but the reason why I'm saying all of this is because we have to be very careful when it comes to these agendas. It's because if you can if you watch the news, they're gonna have you out here looking crazy. You're gonna be out here double, triple diapered up on your face. You're going to have the, the shield. <laughs> You're going to have the masks. I see, man, I know you, Pasha, you in Atlanta. I know you see some weird, crazy stuff up in there, man. Oh, my gosh. It's just, get in yeah, here. I've man. Seen, I, 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 yeah, I've seen it. I've seen the um, garbage bag outfit. <laughs> see, Pilon, you were, you were in a war zone. I'm just going to be honest, dog. guy. You're in a war zone. You're in the Pacific Northwest. So I have empathy for what you're going through because you're in a war zone in, in those blue states like that where I was at in California, where like people in New York and like New Jersey and in Maryland and Pennsylvania, DC, places like Chicago are like got y'all on lockdown. Lock it's like plantation lockdown out there. They not playing game. You can't do nothing. So I didn't want to live like that. And and, and, and um, I like my autonomy. And so that's why I came to Texas, man. And Pasha, she's in. A red state in, in Georgia. Well, hold on. 
Is the governor uh, is 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 Georgia still blue? The governor is Republican. It, it's a Republican state. Okay, so so it's been, so okay, so you're it's, still red. Okay, you're still red. I know this the city. Yeah, of course, Fulton County and all that, and you know the mayor and the, and the senator and all that. But the governor, the governor is red. You in a red state? That's very that's true. I think there's a few like states that traditionally were red that turned blue for that debacle of an election. Call it that, but uh. It's different, you know? I feel like they're reaching right now. I feel like they're really trying to, um, I feel like they're trying to find some new things to talk about. I would not be surprised if we have another false flag event. Well, I believe they have recently had a shooting, did they not? And you're, you're starting, and they're already doing it here in New York. You're hearing about the police officers and things of that nature, how it's getting so bad. And so I feel like they're, they're, they're getting ready to, change the narrative and the conversation so we're not talking so much about the jab and so now they start you know coming after guns and start you know talking about violence i know i, I was they were talking about ghost guns up on the screen it's just like they they are so slick with these with the news man so it's like i just be laughing i'll be running on my treadmill and i'll be seeing i was in there this morning they had an audacity to have msnbc up on the TV screen, I was just like, "Man, I gotta turn my music up." Cause you know, I don't, I don't wear the AirPods, and I broke my headphone uh, cord, so I'm just like, "Man, I gotta turn my music up so I can drown this stuff out." I don't want to hear this crap. But part of me, I, had, I couldn't help but just like look up there and just be in disbelief. But man, you, I know we don't watch that stuff, but it's like every blue moon when you get like a like a like a taste of it, you just you just it's bog it boggles the mind. Propaganda. Oh my goodness. It's like propaganda on steroids. Propaganda has always been there, but it's like now it's just like it's on steroids, man. They are really pushing. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to use the sheeple to come after us because they, they don't have their numbers, man. They don't have the numbers. And honestly, I don't think we will ever really know the truth about how many people really are jabbed. They're going to put the perception that the majority of the country is. But honestly, I don't know what to believe anymore. I, don't, I really don't know. But you can kind of, you can kind of feel the vibe with certain people, you know, based on just how they move. You know, and especially in open states like where I'm at, and you see they got little two-year-olds masked up. I don't know, man. What y'all think? I got a I got a question for Sasha. What's up, brother? What um what would you say or what well yeah, what would you say to a person that every time they prepare themselves for their self-care, they always seem to shorten their self-care out of guilt. They feel um you know, they sometimes they just feel guilty about giving themselves self care, so they, you know, shorten their time of self care. What would you tell somebody to do um, to get out of that habit? Um, I've been in that situation before. <laughs> um, really, it's uh, getting clear with yourself and having that discussion with yourself, and not really. Um, worrying about what someone else is going to think about it because that's where the guilt starts to come in because we're thinking 
you know, I it may appear that I'm being selfish and I'm only thinking about myself, but I literally have to to do this or I'm no good to myself and no one else. Period. So I would strongly suggest um, for the person to really just do their very absolute best, no matter if somebody is coming at them, having something to say, being called selfish. See, that this, that's the situation that I was in. Um, when you make the decision to say, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. No, I don't want to live that way. This is important. I have to do this for me and not so busy worrying about what somebody else says. You know, it's, it's like a, a, a quote or I don't know who said it, but it's like, it's not my business or what somebody else is thinking about me. Yeah, I, it, it really isn't. When it comes to my health, when it comes to my mental health, I cannot really worry about what someone else says because at the end of it all, if I don't focus on this, then what? Then yeah. there's a whole nother conversation. Then there's a whole nother problem. Then yeah. what? You have to put you first. I used to think that all the time. I used to be like, oh my gosh, if, you know, I really, really want to, you know, do this thing and for myself. And it's something that I really need to do, but I'm, I don't want anybody to um, think that I'm a bad mom or I'm a bad this and I'm a bad that, you know, and, and I used to have that so bad. And to the point it just, I got on my own nerves. I was just like, look, and I'm a Gemini. So <laughs> we, you know, I'm like, no, you, you're getting on my nerves. I need you to get it together. And it's not about you being selfish. You know, it, it's not about you not caring about someone else, but how many times do we have to con continue to put other people before we put our own well-being right yeah well i mean I, but we were but i i will say when when i was growing up we were pretty much conditioned that way you were called selfish if you um were focused on yourself and um it, it it's the same they would say about um self-preservation is one of the first laws of the land i don't know if i'm saying it right but um you know you have to focus on self because yeah. then again it goes back to what we were talking about earlier is when you know sometimes you can lose yourself when you're not basically in tune to your needs and what you need to be doing i have seen um especially older moms um, worry themselves like crazy and their health ends up deteriorating not only because they have a poor diet but they may have a son um, or a daughter or, or someone that they love that maybe I don't know strung out on drugs or an alcoholic or something and they're sitting there just worrying and worrying and then the disease is just spreading and spreading because of the dis-ease you know and it's just making it so bad because they have consumed themselves what the decisions and choices that this other person is making and they literally next thing you know they're they're sick they're sick and even as as being you know a young mom i would say having children that grew up into adulthood i i made it a point and i let them know i will not you know you, you, there's morals, values, integrity, character. These things have been instilled in you, but what I will not do, I will not allow myself to worry so bad that I end up harming myself. And there were times where that happened. 
where where I got sick, you know, I was just feel so sick because I'm no, I'm mommy. So I'm I'm feeling things. I'm knowing there's something going on. You know, sometimes they'll want to come and talk about it and sometimes they would keep things a secret. But I had to learn. I had to I had to just really just press in and say, you can't don't beat yourself up because you are not allowing yourself to be pulled into that. You're going to be sick. And then you're not going to be any good for yourself, your ch- the, the older children, or the younger children, or anyone else. So, yeah. I mean, take so long. <laughs> Appreciate it, because I am that person. I always feel bad about, even during Ramadan, I always felt bad. So, yeah, that was good. That was good information. No, that's never too long, sis. That's, 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 that we, we need to hear it. That's, that's great. Great and great question, Doc. Great question. I get a lot of DMs um, from people trying to cope and manage with the separation anxiety from loved ones because, you know, they're black sheep of their family, too, and they're trying to, you know, educate. But, you know, I think as Pasha, you said on previous shows, you got to protect your own energy because, you know, you can pour the water, but you can't make them drink it. I've had to learn that the hard way, extremely hard way. I've had to learn that. Really reconfigure my whole apparatus. You know, just everything has had to change. I've had to become very flexible and understand it. You know, can't take everybody with you. Because you have to understand, like, I'm the type of person, like, like I really want to help everybody. But what happens is when you constantly trying to help all these people that, you know, you you take it personal when the outcome isn't what you intended it to be. And when you care more for those people's well-being than they care for themselves, it can become problematic. And so you just got to take it in stride. That's why I lean on y'all, because y'all wisdom, you know. When we take it personal, I, I would say we also need to check what our intentions was, uh, you know, because based on however we felt, if we felt some type of way, then what were your intentions? Maybe your intentions wasn't right. So it threw you off um, because they didn't want to pay attention to what you saying. But, hey, maybe the intentions wasn't right. Well, no, uh, no I, I, would, I would say this in, in response to that. No, my intentions was to, was to keep what eventually happened which is, you know, my entire family get jabbed because, you know, 2020, I saw what I could honestly say to the both of you, spring of 2020, uh, it was March, April, May, I knew that eventually it was going to come to that point. And so I started on my brother, supposed to be the, you know, intellectual or whatever, but when I couldn't get through to him and he has close contact because he lives there, I knew that we was in trouble because, you know, they don't listen to me. They listen to him. But the problem is he's getting the wrong information. And, you know, there's the same things that I discussed with, like, that we can have these these open conversations with and and be able to talk about it, you know, without people getting emotional about it, that he, he didn't, he wasn't receptive to the things that I was talking about. And so, but... Two years later, you know, I was trying to protect my family and I wasn't able to, I wasn't given that opportunity. So that was, that was extremely frustrating. But I hear from people every day, every day, 
that I'm just speaking with someone yesterday. She's trying to help her entire family tree. He lost three families. She went to three funerals in the last six months. Uh, she's a holistic healer and couldn't even help her own family because they wouldn't listen to her. See, that's the part that, that it's really like when you do your you AMA, you learn all of this, these things. And you, like you said, you're curing all these people of these chronic ailments, strangers. But your own flesh and blood won't give you the shot to heal people that you love. Like that is like. Yeah, it's deep. <clears throat> it is deep. But I would I would add to that. Um, I'm most certain from. um I'm I'm most certain probably a majority of my family probably on both sides. I'm certain that they are probably doubled up and and you know boost mobile, you know, to the you know third degree. And my thing is is that that's them. You right. know, as much as I love you, as much as I care about you, as much as me personally, I've poured you know, with the family members that I was dealing with, I was, I'm always a person that's pouring and I'm pouring and I'm pouring. Um, it gets to a point where, you know, if you're not receptive to what I'm saying, that's totally fine. And I still love you. I still love you. And I'm very well aware how you feel about me. I'm, I hear the jokes, you know, when my family and I decided to change our diet, you know, during the holidays, said, what are y'all eating grass? you know, seasoned, great. You know, it was the, all the jokes and, and the people that were making fun of me, um, literally both had, one had heart, congestive heart failure, <laughs> the other one, diabetes, all kinds of stuff going on. And I just, okay, cool. I still love you though. I still love you. What, what you're saying about me and, and me, you've, you've asked me seven times in the past three years to help you with a, an eating plan, an eating plan. And I've done that. I every single time I learn something new about what we should be eating, what we should not be eating. I'm sharing it with you, and you're constantly wanting my support, and I'm giving it to you. But yet you're still calling me the weirdo. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I had to learn how to be okay with that. I was the the girl that was not okay with that. I was the girl that wanted my my older siblings to love me and be proud of me and you know I, but it just got to a point where it was just like I don't really care I love you I know how you feel about me <laughs> y'all have long hours of discussions speaking about how much of a weirdo I am because I homeschool because I don't do things the way that I used to do because I'm not her it's just because you are not able to identify with the person that I have become so we don't have to agree on how each, you know, how we rule our households and what we put into our bodies. That's fine. If you want to keep it eating shit rings, if you will, that's on you. That's you. I still love you. That's on you. <laughs> that's on you. I, I, I mean, I just like I chose to basically remove myself because of other things. You know, it had nothing to do. I'm sitting here. I, I let my brother know. I let my sister know. Um, I think I, I think I had a, a conversation with one of my cousins, um, but I'm the youngest out of all of them, out of the entire family. So there was just this huge age gap anyway. So I didn't have, like most people are able to spend the summers with their cousins and go. I didn't have that experience because I'm, I'm the youngest of, of all of them. So 
You know, I got everybody that's 14, 15 years older than me and I'm 42, you know? So, hey, it is what it is. You you think I'm weird, you know, like you okay? Like, it, you know, is something wrong? No, it's nothing wrong with me. This is my decision, my life, my choice. You do what you want to do with your body, but I still love you in the process of it all. Yale and I were talking about it. We were like, man, what would have happened if we were still back in, in Memphis? You know, like just for us personally, like, man, I wonder how it would have gone if we didn't move to Atlanta when you were pregnant with the youngest. Man, I wonder, you know, how things would have gone. Like, where would we be mentally? Because we were starting to like, you know, look at things and question things and change our diet and all that kind of stuff. Because it was like, something right. <laughs> you know, something is wrong. And we started questioning and researching and then the rabbit holes just hole after hole after hole. And, you know, and so we were just talking about that earlier today. Like, what would, what would we be like? Would we be the type that we have gotten, you know, because of fear, because of our family members, because of our peers? Like, what, you know, what would we have done? And I was just looking at him like, I'm just happy to be here because I know the the mental health, <laughs> you know, I know what I went through and I I just know that um honestly, I'm just going to tell the truth. I told him I was like I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. <laughs> if I hadn't made different decisions. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I left it behind to be in this space even in the midst of everything I've been through. I'm happy. Because I'm a free thinker. I don't really care what anybody else has going on in their homes or where. That's fine. I might run my mouth about it. I might say something. But, of course, I do my balances and, and hey, do my self-assessments like you might probably should have gone in. You know, even though you were just talking to your husband, you probably should have. Check yourself now. Don't, don't, don't get, too, don't get too, too beside yourself. Check yourself. Put yourself back in place. Watch your mouth. You know, I have to do that. I do that all the time. But you just have to love them, bro. You know, like you you did your part. You can sleep at night because you at least attempted to. You gave them the information. You didn't just keep it for yourself. I was so on fire, even to the point where my sister was like, oh, my gosh, you just grown into this amazing woman. And I'm just so proud of you in one sentence. And then on the other side, it's it's she crazy. It's something wrong with her. Like, you know, it, Hey, it's it's that duality, and that's cool. That's cool. That's what she felt. That was her being authentic. Like, okay, yeah, I'm proud of you, but then back, like, yes, yeah, so she ain't she ain't got it all. But then when you're sick and not feeling good, you call it. So you just have to love them in spite of, and everybody, whether it's family members or not, everybody is not meant to move along with you on your journey. Everybody's not meant to go. They have programmed us so much into making us think that because this is family and it's blood and it's blood. and it's... My family is who I choose for my family to be. Period. That doesn't mean that I don't love my own. It doesn't mean that I'm trying to run away from, from who, where I come from. No, not at all. Not at all. If we are in that frequency and we're vibing and everything is in love and it's cool, Fine. It doesn't matter whether you're my cousin, sister, brother, mama, dad. It doesn't matter. But if it gets to a point where there is there's like a lot of stuff and there's a lot of baggage and there's a lot of trauma and a lot of emotional and mental verbal abuse, 
you have to make the decision for yourself. Is this something that I want to be in just for the sake of saying this is my family, that this is my blood? No, not me. That's just me personally. Everybody has to do it the way that they have to do it. But the journey that I have been on and the things that I have gone through, I choose peace. And I'm in a state of, you know, peace. You know, I, I and of course, there's so much stuff going on around us. We got, like, you were just talking about it, all the propaganda. You know, they don't have enough numbers. Even the uh, march that you were talking about, I, one of our sisters shared in our group, she was basically saying that they were undermining the numbers in public. But there were way more people at that march against, you know, these mandates. There was a, over 100,000. They're not going to ever tell you that. Wow. They're not going to ever tell you what's going, over in, uh, going on over in other countries and how they're overthrowing. They're literally killing their leaders with rocks and stuff. They're not going to show that. They're not going to tell you that. You have to go to places like Telegram and, and, and hear that from the people that's actually there. People are not, you know, falling for it. So it's it's a it's about decisions. You have to let those people just make their own mind up with what they want to do. You and I know how it feels because you love them so much. I was the same way, wanting to share my knowledge with my mommy, my daddy, my brother, my sisters, wanting to just share that with them, whether they were open to receiving it or not. Hey, with mine, they made fun of me. And, you know, it was like, this girl is crazy. You know, we already know she got a little, you know, she kind of, <laughs> so yeah, she she's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. She's not even fit to be a parent, wow. let, not letting them children eat beef. She, she's not fit. <laughs> Something wrong with her, taking her kids out of school. And she will, lost her mind. I, she's crazy. No, I'm going to do me and you're going to do me. I, I will say this, though. Um, you're right. Absolutely. 100%. I will say that the, that energy... I left it in 2020 with the rest of the people. Uh, since 2021, calendar year switched over. The only thing, my main objective is time to me and the peace of my family and uh, finding my tribe. And that's really, that's really my main focal point has been, I've been called selfish because I, I like autonomy. So if that's what, if you equate selfish to being autonomous, then like that old Red Man song from back in the 90s, I'll be that. <laughs> but no, that was a, that was our best powwow yet. We do got to do a trivia question uh, real quick so we can do this giveaway. But uh, whoever answers this uh, question from our the history they don't teach trivia game correctly, you are going to receive a free hour interview uh, with our super producer Miss Cindy Ashby on the show called The Hour. And you and you uh, that particular interview will be reposted on OTW YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio under the On the Wake Up Radio in the history they don't teach releasing in February. I actually have the box. Zoom in on that. Yes, with the question. If you answer this correctly, you're gonna receive that opportunity to secure that interview to pr promote your business. Here's the question. Based on the life of late investigative reporter Gary Webb, this film chronicles the covering of the CIA's involvement in the distribution of crack cocaine to South Los Angeles Black communities. 
during the 1980s, financing and trafficking weapons to the Nicaragua countries. It's, the, it's a film, it's the name of the film. I already know some people probably up on my panel probably already know the answer to that. But yes, people on Clubhouse, people on YouTube, based on the life of the late investigative reporter, Webb, this film chronicles his uncovering of the CIA's involvement in the distribution of crack cocaine to South Los Angeles communities during the 1980s with the purpose of financing and trafficking weapons to the Nicaragua countries. What is the name of this film? So people on YouTube put it in the comment section. Uh, if you're on uh, if you're on Clubhouse, uh, message OTW2, which is Cindy, message her with the answer. With the answer, so we can give away this free hour of business promo to promote your business on the most dangerous two hours on radio, on the Wake Up Radio with our super producer, Miss Cindy Ashby. Do I have any takers? Gary Webb. Nobody knows the answer to the question. Gary Webb, just Google Gary Webb. Try to give away something free for your business. We've got a lot of business owners that tune into this show. It's a free hour of business promo on the show to talk about your show and any topic. So based on the life, late investigative reporter Gary Webb. This film chronicles his uncovering of the CIA's involvement in the distribution of crack cocaine, South Los Angeles, black community. So think about like the show, um, what's, the, what's the popular show? Snowfall, this kind of talk. You got Ricky, uh, Freeway Ricky Ross was in, uh, had part of this. So nobody knows the answer to this, but y'all need to go read the, the big white lie. Wow, anybody on the panel? Uh, <laughs> Wow, I'm so disappointed. No? Okay, all right. Well, the answer is Kill the Messenger. That was the name of the movie, Kill the Messenger. To your oppressors, it's dangerous. Gave us a Bible and stole our nation. Said we couldn't read what we didn't know the language. Kept us on paper because we didn't see the danger. American Indian, keep the religion. Skin, copper, color, look just like a penny. Wanted our land and you called us stingy. Ain't no Democrats there to get pay attention. We got ancestors, but the papers is missing. Kings and queens, which you can't remember. Remember who you are, just like Simba. Now they got a vax, we don't want that in us. George Washington is the night president. Look it up. United States, only 10 square blocks. Look it up. White people, really the minorities. Look it up. Port Rooms don't got authority. Look it up. You want me say stop governing me. Gave me a straw man, it's really not me. Why you don't keep it a hundred with me? Why Trayvon killer still walk around free? Huh? Made this song for the truth, don't hate it. Don't History hate was told in reverse, I've stated. We still oppress somebody, gotta say it. I'm taking out of school, that's the reason I made it. Uh, history, it's his story. Yeah. History, it's his story. History, it's his story. History, it's his story. It ain't my story. History is his story. It's his story. Probably ain't your story. History is his story. It's his story. I love that music. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, that is uh by Threads Three Thousand. He's actually in the tribe. His real name is Keandre, but he's a wonderful brother. And uh, just so you know. Uh, and the guy, Job Bricks, will be doing the collabo soon. So 
that's going to be absolutely amazing once they uh, put that together. But yeah, thank you guys once again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on and put to your audience. I hope they appreciate it because I know I do. I know I learn from you guys every time I talk to you. So hopefully everyone got something out of it. Hopefully you did too. Um, really, I don't really have any too much as far as the, the closing. I mean, I think we, we, we talked about a lot of different topics. I'm just hoping that people just continue just to use discretion with the decisions they make and just continue to really just pay attention to what's going on. Just pay attention. If you pay attention, you'll start to notice patterns with everything you see and, and you won't have to make any drastic decisions. There's no panic. Just be proactive, not reactive. Simple as that. Stuff's predictable, man. These people, they, they have to kind of tell you what they're going to do before they do it. It's just like rules of engagement. So they're going to tell us. They're going to, they're arrogant. They're going to put it on TV or on a movie and, you know, The Simpsons or whatever they're going to tell us before it happens. So we just got to take notes and then when, when it happens, just be prepared. Yes. Once again, thank you to, to Pasha Michelle. Thank you again to Dr. Pilar. Thank you again to our super producer, uh, Mrs. Cindy Ashby, OTW2.com. I'm sorry we're able to give away that hour. We will try again. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to find an easier question uh, next week. But, you know, we like to give things away, and uh, we will. But, yeah, man. Um, if you haven't done so already, make sure you please go to www.otwtube.com so you can be a part of a community of melanated content creators. Some dangerous two hours on radio, I can tell you that. And my name is Jay Ali. I'm your host. We don't just discuss the problems. We offer the solutions. If you like uh, the show, you want to support us, uh, please go to our website, www sovereigncreed.com we have you know information on the podcast on there we also have apparel uh access on that site we have once again a 20 percent uh discount running through uh the winter and we also have the game that you just saw on the screen that is currently uh being pre-ordered it's going to be released in february so um hope everybody has a great wednesday enjoy the rest of your day we will see you next week Sovereign Creed are dedicated to the nurturing, preserving, and protecting of the Aboriginal American family. We are aligned with the customs and beliefs practiced by our Indigenous American ancestors and will continue to ensure that their legacy lives on with everything that we do. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Dian. Cindy On the wake up. Just get your body to move. Won't stop till we shake the room, yeah. Just get your body to move. Why do I need to? Why do I need to? Then on the wake up, hey. Won't stop till they hear what we say, yeah. On the wake up play Why do I need to? Why do I need to? Just get your body to move Won't stop till we shake the room, yeah